This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Prosperously bankrupt, blindly in the blind, guilty, never defined, filthy as swine, a generation pure in its own mind. Legal extortion, blown out of proportion, in vain deceit, the truth is obsolete. Only two positions, victimizer or victim, both end up in destruction, trusting this crooked system. It's the mystery of iniquity, said it's the misery of iniquity. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Could it be that my God would welcome me into this mystery? Death of iniquity is communion. Yes, today on the Christian Car Guys show, the death of iniquity is communion. And you got to hear Lauren Hill with her um, The Mystery of Iniquity song, which is awesome. And, of course, Matt Redman with his song Communion. So for those who know me well know I've been in... Habakkuk, and so where that's kind of where all this is going to an extent with that, but we also have Jesus Labor Love today. I got my good friend Scott Barton with us, and we got some Labor Love folks calling in, right, Scott? Yes, hopefully. So those of you who are not that familiar with the Jesus Labor Love, it is car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis across the country. We're so blessed here at the Christian Car Guys show um, to have this ministry to be able to help folks out. And, and so we once a week, I mean, once a month, we have our lead volunteer, Scott, on with us to share some of the stories of what's going on with that ministry. And we're so grateful for all of you that pray for the Jesus Labor Love, All certainly all those who um, contribute to the Jesus Labor Love and, and even sometimes donate cars, which is, you know, out of this world cool. And um, then also in the second segment today, uh, we got... Ford's going to be on because they're celebrating 75 years of the F-150, and we're going to crack open the vault, and we got somebody on with Ford, so that's going to be exciting. So this may not be what you want to hear this morning. However, I think you're going to like it the more you push into it, okay? So why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that that raise up strife and contention? Therefore... The law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore, 
wrong judgment proceedeth. You know, again, like I said, not exactly maybe what you want to hear this morning, but as my old friend Rafiki would say, look closer, you know, just look closer in that passage and you're going to find something amazing. Actually, Habakkuk, and I really want, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Habakkuk, did you know, right? Did he know he was quoting the 22nd Psalm when he said that? And, And the 22nd Psalm, you know, they talk about how the wicked encompass the righteous. And that was what Jesus, what you know, that the whole 22nd Psalm has to do with Jesus on the cross, right? And the wicked did encompass right. the righteous. And a, when you get the gigantic understanding of that, right, it's unbelievable because what looked like it was horrible for the home team, as you're listening to Habakkuk, we're losing here, we're getting killed, yeah. you know, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. And actually, it was the best thing that could ever happen because as Jesus died, we could be saved. Right. And truly, if I can go into communion with Jesus, if I do that, I die to myself. We're going to get a lot into that in a minute. And then if I die to myself, guess what dies with me? Ah, Sin. iniquity dies with me. And so if you're like me, for a long time, I've been on the quest to understand what in the world is iniquity. What is that stuff? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. So we're going to dig into that. And what is this with the law went slack? Oh, is that a special thing to understand? And later on in today's show, God made me it, it, it promise. I mean, he just really wanted me to share this, okay? Robbie's coffee spice solution to hand arthritis and help your blood sugar at the same time, okay? So I've been doing this for a long time, and God said, you need to share that on the air. So again, it's... Robbie's Coffee Spice Solution to Hand Arthritis and Help Your Blood Sugar at the Same Time. That's all coming up in today's show. So, uh, basically, the only way I can get to this is to tell you the story. So, I love, 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 by the way, my coffee when I'm praying in the morning. And I get up crazy early. Those people that know me know I do. <laughs> and and I love to get in my chair and with my spiced coffee and, and, and I'm praying. And I'm trying to get to this place of communion with God. It's not so easy if you've tried it. (laughs) You know, you're trying to get to that place where you don't feel like your prayers are at the ceiling, but you're actually in communion with God. And so I use John Eldridge's, the parts of John Eldridge's prayer a lot. And one of the things he does, which I dearly love, is he says, I surrender my soul, my spirit, my heart, my mind, my body. Lord, I give it all to you. I surrender it to you. And then you put it under the blood. That's kind of what he does. But as I was doing that this morning, this one morning this week, I went, what does that word surrender look like in Hebrew? Because if you know me, you know that I love Hebrew. And so with that, today's show is brought to you by the letter Dalit. Because the letter Dalit has to do with humility. So I was like, I wonder what that word surrender looks like in Hebrew. Because if I could see it in Hebrew, then I could get a feel for it. I love to feel words like iniquity. What does that feel like? What does it feel like to actually surrender? And you can get that through the pictures that are in the Hebrew letters. And so I quickly remembered, oh, yeah, surrender isn't in the King James Version of the Bible. So you can't so easily find it. But the more I looked at it, the more I realized, oh, to surrender in Hebrew has to do with going into someone's hand. Hmm. Right. Right. 
And so I was like, okay, go into my, you know, how does that look? And I, and I put that in my Bible search thing with the blue letter Bible and it came right. Mm. The 31st Psalm where Jesus said into thy hand, I commit my spirit. Those are the last words from the cross, according to St. Luke, right? If people do that study, the seven words of Jesus is the last words. Into thy hands I commit thy spirit. Now there's some surrendering, by the way. <laughs> I mean, just this amazing idea of total surrender. And so when I looked at that word, it was like, man, a gigantic puzzle piece fell into my world. Because the word that is translated commit is the same word that David used throughout the 119th Psalm time and time and time again for the word precept. It's pakudim in Hebrew. Mm. And it has to do with mustering under authority. Okay? And I, and I had understand certain aspects of precepts and I'd been studying them, but in other words, when you're going to... Under into your hand, I commit my spirit, which just gives you a whole lot of stuff to surrender right there. Like, God, I'm putting everything in your hand. I, you know, it's all, the, but you're coming in and, and this, the letters in, in the word pakud are a pay, which has to do with what something you're doing with your mouth. You're expressing yourself. Okay. Which is Jesus certainly was expressing himself from the cross. And then there's the letter kuf. And we've talked about that letter many, many times on this show because it's one of my favorites. And that has to do with drawing close. It has everything to do with proximity and, and, and drawing into God. So here you're speaking something, you're drawing into God, and then you have the Dalit, which is to come under authority, but also literally to cleave, right? I mean, literally to, like, as, as uh, the first... A verse of the 119th um, of the Dalit section of the 119th Psalm says, "My soul cleaves to the dust, Lord, quicken me according to Thy word." Right? right. Well, in order to cleave to the dust, you pretty much got to die to yourself. And so, as I saw that, like, oh, oh, that's communion, <laughs> <laughs> because it, literally Jesus is dying there on the cross, right? And into my into thy hands, I'm committing my spirit. You see what's going on? And, and when we do that, when we die to ourselves, that's, that's part of the communion experience, right? Right. And so you could be going, Robbie, what does this have to do with iniquity? I'm so glad you asked because that was my other mystery I was searching out this week. Like what in the world does iniquity mean? Have you ever wondered about it? Well, I, I, there are different words in Hebrew for iniquity, and we're going to get into this a lot when we come back in the third segment. But next we got Ted with Ford's F-150. You're going to be excited to hear this, what they've got planned for the 75th anniversary of, wow, the Ford wow. F-150. So around a while. Yeah. We're going to be right back with Ted, the and then we'll, get into, then we'll get into iniquity so that we can kill it off. So we'll be back with a lot more. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Lord, we
of Iniquity is communion today on the Christian Car Guys show. We are so grateful that you have joined us and joining us right now. We've got Ted, um, how amazing, Ted Ryan with Ford's Archive and Heritage Brand. Uh, Ted, welcome to Christian Car Guys show. Good morning, Ted. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, it's always fun, and I understand we got big news. We do. The Ford F-150, uh, or Ford F-Series, rather, is going to turn 75 on Monday. Wow. It'll be the 75th anniversary of the announcement of the first F-Series, the F-1, F-2, F-3, uh, that took place on January uh, 16th, 1948. Uh, so there's a big celebration here at Ford. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it's kind of cool that... that the, the Model T on up have always been like pickup trucks in their own way, right? <laughs> they have been, and that's a good point. Uh, we actually, we sold millions of trucks before the, the F-Series. Uh, the Model T, the Model TT was a specially built truck. Uh, uh, Model A uh, had a truck uh, variation, and uh, we were doing uh, four-by-four trucks as early as 1934. But what was different uh, with the 1930s? 48 announcement was we designed a series of trucks so that you could get one just like today we have the f-150 up to the f-750 you could get the capacity the payload the the workhorse that you needed whether it was uh light duty regular duty or super duty uh and it was that commitment to building a series of trucks rather than what felt like before that a series of one-offs the other interesting thing is the first vehicle designed from scratch after world war ii we didn't do a car. We did a truck. I think that, Interesting. that tells you what Ford Motor Company thought about its customers. Yeah. It, did that did that original F1, did it have twin I-beam? Uh, no, it did not. Uh, hold. I would need my document up. I think the twin I-beam was uh, 64. Uh, I've got all my little facts. And no, that's okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just wondered because, you know, when I think of a Ford pickup, you know, for lots of reasons, I, I, you know, one of the things that makes it significantly different than, you know, Ford or Chevy, I mean, the Chevy or Dodge is, is the suspension is really unique and, and yeah, is really, it's really, really, um, been a big benefit to Ford trucks over the years. It has, I, I looked real quick and 61 was, was that date. The other thing that changed the most was the the extended cab. When we came out with the extended cab in 74, and suddenly your truck can be a family vehicle. It's not just for ranchers or, or farmers or cattlemen or, or construction workers. It's, it's a family vehicle. And the other thing interesting, too, societally, think about how American society was changing in that time. We had the founding of Home Depot and Lowe's and the big box and the do-it-yourself culture. Uh, that's also about the time that Ford uh, F-Series became the best-selling vehicle in America. It's not. It's been the best-selling truck now for 45 years, but it's been the best-selling vehicle in America for the last 40 years. Uh, that's a pretty powerful statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you guys have held that title right since the Model T, for sure. Um, you know, in their own way, I, and I think it has to do with the values you guys have, and and some of the unique stuff that, that you've come, like the extended cab. I mean, what a revolutionary idea and how, you know, of course, everybody copied it not far behind you. <laughs> but, but, you know, it really, really, I, you know, I sold pickup trucks back in those days, Ted, and I can tell you that, man, what in the world are we going to do with this? Because we, we had nothing to compete with it. 
it's what it's the differentiator and and it's the crazy smart engineers that I work with here at Ford whether it's the F-Series and all the changes they're making there, the new Lightning, the battery electric, the Bronco. I worked with that design team for years. And these people, these men and women, they absolutely love the products that they work on. And it comes to life in that product. You, you can tell that someone is thinking about uh, the best way that uh, the cab can be. I love the one of the very first brochures. You'll you'll chuckle at this. It, called, it, it, it said it had... Living room comfort in the cab, nineteen forty-eight. <laughs> uh, so you guys like the vault is open, right? And tell tell us the, about the heritage vault. I will. The, the vault is open, and that very first brochure. If you want to go see it, you can. The bonus built uh, or bonus baby? No, it's bonus built uh, Ford F series. Uh, we opened the Ford Heritage Vault dot com in June. I think I talked to you about it when we opened it. I remember. And it's proved yeah. to be incredibly popular. We started with about five thousand images. We're up around ten thousand now. And for the seventy fifth anniversary, we loaded a bunch of F series content in there. So there's more than four hundred brochures. If you want to go look at the amazing uh, accessory brochures from the sixties, where you can see things like an optional air conditioner, uh, <laughs> optional radio. Uh, or the great color patterns from the 70s. You can go find all of those in the Ford Heritage Vault. The other thing, too, is since we launched it, I expected traffic to diminish over time, uh, but it never has. We, we're still averaging about 3,000 downloads a day. There's only 10,000 things in it. So every day, about a third of it is being downloaded from people around the world. Uh, 167 different countries have visited. And uh, so if anybody loves their truck or if you love your Mustang as well, you can go to FordHeritageVault.com where you can download uh, for free brochures and, and images uh, that celebrate Ford products during our first hundred years. Have you guys um, thought about um, archiving your commercials? You know, those ancient, <laughs> you know, the actual videos? We have, we actually do archive them, but uh, talent issues are. Oh, uh, yeah. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. yeah, after 21 months, you can't show it again. So, hmm. I did not think about that, but that's yeah, that's that's part of what goes on with that. Yeah, because I and actually they're they're down near you. The, they're stored at Duke or, or the talent records are actually Duke University in their advertising uh, collection. So if anybody wants to to go <laughs> see who was in different Ford ads, uh, head over to Duke and check out the the Hartman School of uh, of uh, advertising. So what, as you look on to the horizon, because we only got you another minute or two, Ted. Oh, I ran out of time. What are you most excited about coming up? I'm excited because we're going to unleash our concept car collection in June. So check back in June. Oh, and, baby. Uh, you'll see every concept we ever made. <laughs> I hope you'll come on then. I'll look forward to that, Ted. Thank you, man. So much for coming on again. God bless. Thank you, Ted. Thank you. All right, we got to get it. We're going to dig into iniquity and Robbie's coffee, amazing spice coffee idea. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Lord, we
death of iniquity is communion today on the Christian Car Guy Show, as well as Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. It's the ministry of the Christian Car Guy Show. Again, all that's at christiancarguy.com, by the way. If you go to christiancarguy.com, it'll tell you all about the Jesus Labor Love. If you know somebody that is in need of some kind of drastic car repair or something, doesn't have resources, we don't necessarily just fix all the problems, but we do our part. And, and again, you can go to christiancarguy.com to either, again, apply for assistance or if you you know feel led to pray for or uh, donate to the cause, we would love that. And if you have a car, like that would be huge because, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they don't want to trade in their car because they can't get enough for it, all that. And they may think, well, it's got a lot of stuff wrong with it. Well, that doesn't matter. We would still love to, you know, we've got people that are working on them Absolutely. less expensive. And, and we got a long list of people yeah. that would love, love, love to have a car. And what a way to um, let God use what you got. So, again, that's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And we got Wendy is in Cary, North Carolina. And... Scott, she's one of your ladies. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, guys. I'm so grateful for your call. So tell us your story. Thank you so much. Um, I am a single mom, and I, in addition to that, have some health issues. I do have a vehicle, but it's in terrible repair, and I reached out through Scott Barton and was able to receive some repairs to my vehicle to get it working and to where I'm able to, you know, drive it at the moment. I am on the wait list to receive a car as well, but um, I'm a believer and I just really believe that God provided through you all. And so I wanted to call and say thank you and let you know how much I appreciate um, both you and your donors for, um, just everything that you've done for me. Well, Wendy, we want to thank you because, I, I, you know, it takes a lot of courage to ask for help, you know? Absolutely. I, I, I've been there many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I, I am really, really grateful that you gave us the opportunity to, to, to give. You know, I, I once um, was in a wheelchair for a period of time, and my Sunday school class came out and built a wheelchair ramp on my house. And I've made me feel really guilty. Like, man, what are you guys doing out there? You know, like I've never done anything like that for anybody. And you guys are out there building that wheelchair ramp. And I Amazing. asked, went up to my Sunday school teacher and I said, man, I feel so bad. And he said, Robbie, why would you feel bad? He said, I wish more people would ask because they rob us of the chance. Exactly. To help that rob us of the blessing of helping other people. So right. Wendy, that's, that's what you did. You gave us a chance to help, which is, you know, really a neat thing because God, God wants you to, you know, prosper. He really does. That's amazing. Um, I, this process has been so painless and joyful. Um, and you guys have just given with such an open hand and open heart. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. It is hard to ask for help, it is. but the Lord has shown me that all good gifts come from him through ministries like yours. Um, and I never thought I would be in the position I'm in. It was not what I planned. Um, my The divorce was not my doing or my desire, um, but the Lord has just shown up time and time again, and your ministry is, is an example of that. So I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you, Wendy. God bless you. I thank appreciate you, you calling, calling in so much. Indeed. Yeah, Scott. God, God bless. bless you. Stay steadfast in those prayers. 
Yeah, and we will for you as well, Wendy. God Absolutely. bless. Thank you. You know, it's one of my favorite things, Scott, always. Um, even, I think I had one or two, a lot of times folks just call me <laughs> and I get a chance to pray with them. And I just love that. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, to, to actually go into communion with God is kind of, you know, what the deal is. So I, I don't yeah. know why God put it on my heart. There must be somebody out there who is struggling like I struggle with coffee, okay? So he just said, Robbie, I want you to, to talk about this on the air today. I said, okay. So last June, or yeah, well, last June, my A1C, I'm, I'm type 2 diabetic, it mm. skyrocketed. I didn't know that. And it got my attention, like I need to I get bet. control of this. And so I started really checking my blood sugar every time I do anything. Well, I noticed when I drank my coffee or after my prayer time in the morning, I thought maybe I was so high on God, my blood sugar would go to like 200. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I started to think, you know, what am I, because I know I hadn't eaten anything. So I'm like, what's up with this? And so I checked and I used, at that time, I used cream more in my coffee. And lo and behold, if you look closely in Cremora, you're going to find that it has lots of that, um, you know, low fructose corn syrup or whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know. So I cut that out and started to drink black coffee, which was... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, for those of you who love black coffee, I'm proud of you, but it just wasn't my thing, no. right? And, and so at the same time, I really struggle with arthritis in my hands. And, and they really get my thumbs and all that starts hurting and all that. And so I had discovered that turmeric was like my miracle drug. Like if I oh, would yeah. drink turmeric tea every single day, that I would, my hands would be better and I wouldn't be in pain. But if I've I didn't drink my turmeric tea for two or three days, then, oh man, I went in pain again. And so, but turmeric tea was, <laughs> it was yeah. like my black coffee. So I had two problems. I didn't like my coffee and I wasn't too thrilled about my turmeric tea. So I thought, well, you know, I could kind of maybe kill one, two birds and one stone. So I knew that when you take turmeric, you should also take black pepper and you should also take ginger and you should also take cinnamon. Well, I started experiment hmm. and I went, hmm. And so here's the actual formula, which, by the way, is at my website of what I figured out was like the ultimate. And I can't even tell you my when my wife tasted this and said it was delicious. I knew. And, and by the way, she got off cream or too, and her blood sugar dropped substantially immediately. And she, too, says, when you do this to your coffee, you don't need to put any cream in it. Huh. So what we do is you take a cup of coffee. A big cup of coffee, too, by the way. A half a teaspoon of turmeric, a quarter teaspoon of black pepper, because black pepper helps you to get the turmeric to go in your body somehow. A half a teaspoon of ginger, three quarters teaspoon of cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Me too. A three quarters a teaspoon of baker's cocoa. Okay, that's just bonus, like, man. And that stuff's good for you, too. Oh, yeah. With no sugar, it's just baker's cocoa. And a little sweet and low is splendid to taste. And then the, if you add some magic in the wintertime, Five drops of peppermint extract, like man, Kachang. I think I'll try I, that. I, I, I'm telling you, you will think, like, how, how could this taste so good? I mean, all these spices together, just they, they make a blend oh, where yeah. you think you've creamed the coffee. I mean, it's like amazing. And those spices actually help your immune system. Correct. And so my blood sugar, like... I, you know, for those who know me well, know I lost 40 pounds between June and now. And there was this was one yeah, of the things that I did was to get my blood sugar under control, was to go with Robbie's, right? I call it my prayer time spice of life. 
<laughs> and, you know, as I was enjoying the Song of Solomon, you know, where they were, you know, talking about all the spices, you know, of cinnamon and saffron and, you know, all that stuff. So I, I, I was thinking about that every time I drank my coffee. So God wanted me to do that, and, and I'm obedient. So maybe that'll help you. It sure has helped me and my wife as well. Um, and it helps her with her knees, the turmeric, you know, mm. it really, it's really amazing stuff. So getting back to iniquity. So as I was reading Habakkuk this week, I was like, man, what is this? You got to make me view iniquity. And I've struggled with iniquity personally. Like I, I have some idea it has to do with sin, right? But I was struggling with what does it really mean? I want to get a feel of it. So as I really took a deep dive with Habakkuk this week, on iniquity, I discovered that it, you know it, the letters to it would indicate the first two letters would indicate my desire, and the last letter is a nun, which is faith. And so you put those two ideas together, and what it, what you're saying is you have faith that your desires are what you need. Mm. You have, Interesting. In, in other words, if I put my faith in that cremora, <laughs> you know, then that's iniquity. I mean, if I even put my faith in my amazing spice coffee rather than God being what yeah. the spice in life I really need, then I'm, I'm in iniquity. In other words, when you start to have faith in your desires rather than faith in God, whatever that may be, right, you've got some type of idolatry going yeah, on there. So because it has to do with what, is you, what do you really believe? I mean, do you believe if you buy that car, right, that that's going to make you happy? No. Oh, well, I have at times, right? I, I, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, on my way home, I may decide, well, you know, I need to eat so-and-so, but, you know, I've got that, you know, and I can just completely convince myself that that's oh, yeah. exactly, I need this comfort right now. I've been through a lot. <laughs> iniquity, right? How do you kill iniquity? Die to myself, which is communion, right? Die like Jesus. Remember what he did. Go into communion and whammo. It's a goner. How does that work out in your life? We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884-866-342. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Lord, we death of iniquity is communion. And so to review, like, I know I've thrown a lot of concepts out there that the Lord has taken me on. So let's see if I can put them together for you. I'm so grateful that you're listening. And again, let me remind you one more time about the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair Labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. It's there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as all sorts of resources of what I talk about every week. And of course, the podcast where I've got Habakkuk going every single day of the week. I do a podcast if you want to listen to what I did on the 119th Psalm or the Song of Solomon, every single verse. And now as we're digging into Habakkuk. So 
again, the idea is what's going on with Habakkuk here, right? Because he's saying, why are you showing me iniquity? Why are you causing me to see all these shenanigans out here? You know, that things look bad for the home team. And then he says, the law is slacked, which is really kind of cool because when you look deep into those words in Hebrew, what it actually says is the, the law went silent. Now, he's setting up the 22nd Psalm. Of course, Jesus went silent. <laughs> and, and was there some iniquity around him? Oh, yeah. There was tons of it. But what was fixing to happen was the iniquity was fixing to die because Jesus was fixing to die. Okay, so that iniquity, that my desires are going to, in other words, all those people around him, they were desiring to be the head of Israel. They were desiring all sorts of things that were causing them to be in the way of God, right? But Jesus steps in. He didn't need to say a whole lot to them, but he, he stepped in and did what needed to happen, which was go to the cross. And all their shenanigans of, of jumping around and all that stuff didn't change the fact that what he was going to do was literally going to die. And as he died, he gave us all a way to follow him in communion. And I love Matt Redman's song when you think about what he's saying. Lord, we remember. What do you remember? Like when you take communion, right, you're taking his body that's broken for you. And, and then you're taking his blood which he shed for you. And as we talked about earlier, when we were talking about the idea of these pakudim, the idea of that, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. Well, as Stephen would go, not much longer after Jesus went, right? Into your hands I commit my spirit. And now we as saints, right, when we get into communion, we can go right there. It's all available to us. At any point in time, we want to fight off iniquity. Here's how to do it, right? Because iniquity is going to be saying, my desires are what's going to make me happy. Right. And and what's available to us is to go, wait a minute, Jesus died to himself, right? To, to, to what into thy hands I commit my spirit. So if I can actually die to myself and into thy hands I commit my spirit, then where do you want me to go, God? How can I get in line under you? That's the idea of a precept. Is what? How do I muster in your army rather than mustering in Robbie's army? Okay? And, and it's, it's, it's deep into there, like man. And so Jesus' labor love is exactly that idea, Scott. It's, it's God's army, like Wendy was talking about. Those, those blessings don't come from me and you. They come from Jesus, right? That's right. And, and, and for those who are, you know, blessed to, to, to go in and pray for us or to, to give to God, you know, it's the same thing. Like, man, that's really cool. So I happen to have one of my best friends with me here, besides Scott, who's also one of my best friends. But actually, Adam Draper and I go way back. In fact, we're in a Christian business defense committee with Stu Epperson, right? That's how far mm-hmm. back we go. Yeah. And uh, so, Adam, you've been listening. You're... You love this stuff. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, what I like is like um, the the description of 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 iniquity is like tortured. Okay, it's uh, atzov. Right. Okay, so it's it's a tortured way. Will you quit doing that? I've got the way eternal. Follow that. 
you can do this. Just trust on what good is. I, I love the way Adam talks because he talks yeah. to Jesus a lot. I know because he's a good friend. So you, you're hearing those words. Would you quit doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just heard yourself. Would you quit doing that? As, you know, that's, that is what he says, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm what good is. Will, will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that, it's so, so precious. So we got someone calling in here. Is it, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't read their name. Um, We're going to put them on the air. You're on the Christian Car Guy show. Is it Carm? No, he misheard me, Robbie. It's Gareth. Oh, Gareth. Good morning, Gareth. Gareth, yeah. I'm so glad you called Happy in. Happy birthday, Gareth. Thank you, thank you. What have you got for us? I was, um, I was listening to uh, you a bit ago, and you were talking about your tea, and it came to me that next time you make that tea, look at all of those different herbs and spices before you blend them all together. Look at all the different colors. Think of all the different lands and peoples and tongues that are represented in all those different colors. Hmm. Yeah, because I, you and know, I actually do look at them. The, all? Yeah, I look at them because the the cinnamon is 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 real orange, and the and the ginger is kind of brownish. Of course, the pepper's black. You're you're right. There there's a lot of colors there, and the cocos. You know, it's it. They are they all are very different colors. I had never thought about that. And they're also from different areas. Good observation. And when you blend them together, they make a refreshing, rejuvenating, renewing drink, which is what we will see in heaven. All Mm. of the different tribes and tongues and peoples brought together into one refreshing drink of Jesus. That's right. So Gareth, that's, you know, for a song of song, Solomon lover like me, it would almost appear you're saying, and I would, I would love the idea that when he goes into all those spices in the song of Solomon, right? Where he says all these pleasant spice spices, which are spikenard and saffron and calabas and cinnamon, all those things, what you're saying are the nations. They are, they're a representative of the nations. They come from different places. How cool is I that? I hadn't thought yeah. about it in relation to the Song of Solomon. I just, it came to me driving home from our men's fellowship. And, uh, but, you know, it really is when, he, when he's describing his church right there, right? That's what he's doing. He's describing his church. And and he's and and those are the terms he uses. And he says, "And all trees of frankincense, myrrh, and all aloes." And <clears> like man, I had never really put that together. But I, as you did that, Gareth, I'm like, man, ka-ching, yeah, How cool is that? Um, again, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily what it's saying, but I sure love the idea that that this church should be all those things, shouldn't it? You know what? It sure goes along with the the idea that we're discovering about about uh, mitochondria, right? That it, it connects you with everything around you, all right, and and takes us spiritually in connection through everything within us. That's right. That's pretty spicy, Gareth. Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Hey, that's really awesome. I appreciate you calling in. 
And I'm so grateful to all of you listening. I'm, Scott, thank you for yeah, being with us again. Galatians 6.2 must carry each other's burdens. Yeah, so again, we're, we're grateful for every one of you listening to the Christian Car Guy show. ChristianCarGuy.com is a resource for the Jesus labor love. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. I might have said that once or twice. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. This is the Truth Network.